0: Welcome to Human Driven AI. I'm Jennifer Jones-Mitchell. Let's get into it. Well, it's been a really exciting week for AI lately, uh, especially when it comes to generative tools and integrations within existing software. Mm. Yes. Yes. You know, when I give uh, my AI training and workshops for people, one of the things I tell them is you don't always have to invest in an entirely new suite of generative AI tools. Start by looking at the tools and software that you have already and see what integrations have been added because all of the companies are doing this right now and enhancing their tools with AI. One of my favorite examples of this is the entire Adobe suite.
1: Right, right. Yes. Carrie Uh, just bought that.
0: Yeah, Yeah, Carrie just bought it and and is using it for uh, all kinds of crazy content. One of my favorite features is within Photoshop, you can now do generative fill. So here's what I mean. Let's say you have a headshot in Photoshop, and you want to add sunglasses. All you do is circle around the eyes, and then just type the word sunglasses and it will instantly put sunglasses on the face and it will even give you multiple options that you can choose from
1: wow that's incredible yeah it can really do so much with that yeah yeah i'm thinking like for musicians maybe album covers
0: oh yeah
1: art And logos, maybe you could create logos with it.
0: Absolutely. I mean, it's really that it is limitless what you can do now instantly. And you don't have to necessarily be a designer or an expert in the Adobe Creative Suite because the text generation makes it so easy. Yeah. You can also blend images, expand frames. There's a, in Illustrator. There's a, a vector generator where you can instantly create uh, editable. That's a hard word to say. Editable <laughs> uh, vector graphics just from a text prompt. And of course, Firefly, Adobe's Firefly 2 is their next generation of an image model. I encourage everybody to check this out because the past versions didn't have very realistic faces and hands, and they've really addressed that. You can really create hyper-realistic images now, photo-realistic images
1: Yeah, I've noticed it has improved just in the last month or few weeks, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, these
0: are all brand new. um, Just in the past few weeks, they've added all these integrations now.
1: Yeah, I I was kind of playing around with some of the art stuff like Dolly and everything Mm -hmm. a while back, and I couldn't really get much out of it that I liked, but course, your prompts you know yep. make a huge difference using the right prompts, but also it seems to be improving.
0: It really it is, makes. and and that's an important point to make though because like Dolly and Midjourney, you can't use uh, the outputs from those commercially, but with tools like Adobe uh, Firefly and Photoshop, et cetera, you can. I also really like um, the image matching in Adobe Firefly, where you can let's say you're a marketer, you can upload. A brand image that you really like. Um, you know, it can be a landscape, it can be whatever you want it to be, but it's the color scheme, it's the look you like. And then you can tell Adobe Firefly to create, to match that with any prompt. So you can have that brand consistency even with new images instantly.
1: Wow, that's incredible, yeah. It really
0: is. (laughs) Uh, Adobe also has Adobe Express now, which is their text-to-template tool. It's very cool, but i got to say the comparable tool to this is Canva. And Canva has gone all in on AI in such a big way.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. Well, it re- that reminds me of the brand uh, colors and the brand um, templates that yes. you can set up in Canva, too. Yeah.
0: Exactly, because you can upload your brand kit. And not just your colors, but you can upload your fonts. You can even upload your brand's personality. And my favorite feature within Canva is uh, what they're calling magic write. That's W-R-I-T-E, like writing. Um, so let's say you add your brand voice. Um, along with your brand kit, and you want to create a presentation in Canva. You can literally just type in uh, website launch, and you will get like a 50-slide deck, not with dummy text, I mean, with the real text that talks about UX and UI and, uh, you know, the the program management and everything is, is legitimate text within that Presentation, And then as long as you have your brand kit and your brand voice uploaded, you just click on one piece of copy and say magic, right? And it will change that good copy into your brand voice.
1: Wow. That's incredible. It, and anything you don't like there, you could just grab it, drop it in Claude, fix it and bring it back over and bam.
0: That's true. Yeah. You can always improve on it. But I got to say, I think Canva really is on to something here because, I mean, look. Everyone knows I come from marketing and PR and we would spend weeks and weeks and weeks putting together decks for clients. Mm-hmm. If you can have Canva using Magic Write instantly write it in your brand's voice. Right. It's just it's it's going to save people so much time.
1: Yeah, I remember the when you worked for that previous company um, that you all went back and forth for weeks on slides, back and forth trying to get the brand colors right. And yep. Everybody's this and that somebody would change the slide to the wrong color the wrong font you have to fix all that you know but now it's just like consistent all the way through instantaneously it is yeah
0: and canva i'm glad you brought that up because canva also has all kinds of um uh uh, guidelines and protections where you can even make it so that no one can publish anything from canva until it goes through a certain layer of approvals so not only can you lock it so that they can't change it but if they get around the locks and do change your brand colors or make changes you don't want to the actual template part they they can't do anything with it until you get a chance to review it and approve it and i just love that feature
1: that's amazing yeah yeah gives a you uh, a hierarchy and you can uh, control the brand image exactly
0: yeah, Canva's really thought of everything. I really encourage you guys out there to check it out, take a look. Of course, the creative, Adobe Creative Suite is amazing, too, but I really am loving what Canva's doing um, in terms of text-to-templated content. It's going to blow your minds. The other big trend that I'm seeing right now, or an emerging trend, I should say, is uh, there's a new generative AI tool that launched called Latimer. It's named after the African-American inventor, Lewis Latimer. And basically, they're calling it the Black GPT, because this GPT was trained almost exclusively on all the content from the HBCUs, that's uh, Historically Black Colleges and Universities. Right. So here's what blows my mind. This content, this GPT, was trained on all of the literature, political views, perspectives, points of view from people of color. Now, it's no secret, I am a white woman. (laughs) So if I create marketing copy targeting people of color, it will always have kind of an arm's length in authenticity. Because my understanding of the black experience is obviously always going to be an arm's length. Sure. My, under- my knowledge of the black experience comes only from my friends, uh, movies, books, music, etc. So it's, it's yeah, always exactly. just slightly distant, right? Right, right. But an AI trained on the perspectives, the history, the political views, the literature, the voice, the feelings of people of color, it's going to be more authentic than I could be.
1: Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. That just
0: I'm sorry, but that blows my mind. The AI would be more authentic than a human.
1: Amazing, yeah. That's interesting.
0: It's just it's mind blowing to me. Yeah. And I also think that this could be a sign of things to come. We could start to see, at least I hope we start to see, more audience specific AI, Mm -hmm. like an LGBTQ GPT. It's a lot of letters, but you know what I'm saying there. Or uh, 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 a GPT that is trained on women's literature and political views and points of view and perspectives to connect with women audiences.
1: Yeah, yeah. And eliminating the bias and all the things that you would get from normal. Exactly. Uh,
0: Exactly.
1: Yes. Huh. Amazing. That's incredible. Well, you could do the same thing with music, right? Yeah. Yeah. Music. Uh, you can have a music GPT. That yeah. Talks the language of music, those types of things. Yeah. That's incredible. Um, yeah, I mean, you can have all kinds of different. Specific or uh, GPTs, right?
0: Yeah, you could have retail GPT that is trained on retail brands and the retail marketplace and the, the changing media landscape, and you could speak to retail brands in that authentic way. I'm not saying this exists yet, but I hope somebody's working on it. If not, we need to start working <laughs> on it. But uh, I just think that you know, not only does Latimer. Um, like you said, address that bias issue uh, because it does uh, uh, give that authentic perspective from people of color. But I just think this is is a sign of exciting things to come in AI.
1: Yeah, it really is. Yeah. We can't imagine how it's going to reshape the way we work and do things in the future.
0: Absolutely. We're just at the
1: beginning. We're at the dial-up stage. (laughs) We are.
0: We're at the dial-up stage. I just heard in my ears that awful dial-up sound. (laughs) That was a deep cut into my memory there. That's true. Well, you mentioned possibly a music uh, GPT. There's a lot happening right now in AI and music. Uh, The Beatles just came out just released their first new single in decades.
1: That's right. Yeah. And I'm actually wearing my T-shirt in honor of the Beatles. You are indeed. (laughs) Very nice. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's a fascinating use of AI. So uh, a lot of people may have seen this already, but they found, Yoko found an old John Lennon tape of a song called Now and Then that he wrote that was incomplete. It was just a demo on a cassette tape that he did sitting at the piano Mm -hmm. and just just wrote this song and um, and the Beatles in 1994-95 they w- looked at uh, turning that into a brand new Beatles song back then right. but the technology didn't exist for them to be able to extract John Lennon's voice because it was on a really old cassette tape, a sure. lot of background noise and hiss, and his voice and the piano is kind of buried in the sound. You can't hear it very well. But with the new AI technology, they were able to extract his voice and you know, train AI on it and create a really clean track with no noise. And it's like crystal clear sound of John Lennon's voice. Oh. So they were able to use that. And then Paul McCartney re-recorded the piano part and he added a bass line to it, obviously. And then they used George Harrison's recording from way back in 94 when they were were think considering uh, recording this song hmm. and took his guitar solo that he created for that and flew that into the recording. So it's the whole band, you know? And it's a good song. It's incredible.
0: It really is. And for anybody who doesn't know, I'm a huge Beatles fan. And when I first heard it, And you hear John's voice so clear. Yeah. It, it i had goosebumps i even teared up a little bit it just yeah. it's it's incredible and i know that there are a lot of implications around this in terms of how people can use and recreate other other musicians voices and you can hear more about that from my incredible husband here i don't think i introduced you on the podcast by the way when we started yeah. so for anyone who doesn't know and hasn't been watching the podcast this is dr david mitchell who is my husband and but also a brilliant music composer and educator Uh, Uh, You're welcome, honey. Um, (laughs) Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, you're going to do a whole podcast on this as well, uh, on your own podcast, and I'll make sure to link to that where uh, you can hear more about it. But it's just another example of how AI is opening up so many new opportunities for artists, for marketers, um, just for anybody who wants to create something new using the latest uh, technologies that are around. It's incredible.
1: It really is. Yeah, it's going to put a lot of power in in people's hands, you know, going forward. You just have to be open to it and willing to learn new tools and think in a different way. Absolutely.
0: (laughs) Always. I'll never understand anybody who doesn't want to evolve with technology, especially with AI, because we all know generative AI is transforming how all business is done. Um, And there's just so much to learn from it. There are, of course, risks using generative AI, which takes me to our next topic, which is uh, the Biden administration uh, has upped some of their efforts to regulate AI. Um, Initially, I will say this seemed a little bit more like just more of the same kind of toothless efforts where we're asking the tech companies to regulate themselves. And we saw how well that worked with social media Um, because, you know, some of the the things that Biden is asking for, he's requiring all the tech companies to share uh, their safety tests with the government and to develop standards around, um, you know, cybersecurity. But I do like that as they develop those standards, they have to work with, Um, the Department of Homeland Security. They have to work with the National Institute of Standards and Technology. Mm. Um, So he's starting to bring in more government around it, which I think is good. I know deep fakes are a big centerpiece of the Biden administration's concerns and everyone's concerns around AI. So he has uh, told the Department of Commerce to develop watermarking to authenticate Um, official content. And I think this is so important, certainly for governments, but for brands as well, to have a watermark, not just the watermark that says this was developed by AI, but also a watermark that you can use if someone creates a deep fake of your CEO saying something to be able to say, this doesn't have our official watermark on it. You now have a way to prove that that is not official content and i think that's incredibly important
1: yeah that's amazing yeah absolutely and, and that needs to happen with music for sure because uh, they're training a lot of this stuff on files that they're scraping from the internet and in various yeah. places youtube and all that and uh but that's musicians voices you know that they're borrowing from um but i also wrote an article about this too where a lot of artists You know, if you opt in on this, there's a huge upside potential. If you allow your voice to be, AI to be trained on your voice. Yeah. And then you could get a percentage of each song that your voice is used on, you know. That needs to be worked out for sure. Uh, And then, you know, musicians need the ability to opt in or out. And they, they need the ability to get revenue from their voices being trained. Absolutely, AI being trained on their voices. So, yeah, but that could be a huge upside potential for artists who are open to it. You know, yeah, I mean, like Grimes, the lady who said anyone could use her voice, no mm-hmm. problem. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's fascinating. That's a whole other revenue potential. You don't then wouldn't even have to go to the studio or record anything. Their voices just show up on tracks, and you get percentages of it. You know,
0: don't that's even have amazing. To work passive
1: income, exactly. <laughs> so, and so they ahead.
0: would put some kind of tracking pixel. In that, so any t- any time anyone used that voice and then altered it with AI, that original artist would get a percentage.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know how that would work. That's a little bit beyond my technical okay. skills, <laughs> to be honest. With you. But yeah, some type of watermark maybe in the sound file, probably in like the metadata. But then, if you're training the AI on the sound file, it's not the original sound file. It's just the shape of the timbre of their voice. Right. Know? Uh, but if you can, but really the the timbre of the voice could be the watermark because that's I a bet unique that's it timbre you know and they can actually you could take you know how it is with those FBI files they like, can take a recording of someone on a phone and and tell if it's their voice just mm-hmm. by, like your voice has a unique individual fingerprint based on the shape of your throat and how your uh, voice uh, shapes the overtones you know mm-hmm. it's uniquely different for everyone. That's why our voices sound so different. So that could be the watermark, really, is just the uh, unique timbre of your voice.
0: Just amazing.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, it's
0: so important to to get these regulations in place, to get these this, this kind of ability to track the usage around, um, whether it's the voice and image, um, to make sure that we are, you know, protecting the integrity of brand content, but also the integrity of what we're going to see. Because I, I certainly understand the administration's concern around deep fakes just from a standpoint of manipulating markets, manipulating governments, um, you know, uh, creating something that someone didn't agree to do or participate in. So, I like I said, I do like that he's starting to bring in... Um, the Department of Commerce and Homeland Security and and not just saying, oh, we are going to pinky swear with these companies that they're going to regulate themselves. So I do hope that this is, you know, a sign of more things to come. Um, obviously, we'll continue to follow this and and keep you guys informed on Uh, not just what the government's doing to regulate AI, but all the new tools, all the new ways that brands are using generative AI. Uh, It's definitely exciting times. So thanks so much for watching and listening. Be sure to like and follow so you don't miss a thing.